You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What a football weekend do we have? I cannot wait to get it started tomorrow. I hope everybody is doing well. Great to have you with me on this Friday edition of Listen Up. I hope you are doing well, and I hope that you are on your way to a fabulous, fabulous weekend. College football taking center stage tomorrow. It is championship Saturday, and then, of course, on Sunday, we'll know who the final four teams will be. But, boy, oh, boy, tomorrow there are some tremendous, tremendous games with obviously uh, playoff implications. Uh, The first game that starts at uh, 12 o'clock Eastern has Baylor and Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State needs to win uh, to keep alive, and if they do, uh, they've got a pretty good chance of getting in uh, to the college football playoff. The other uh, games, uh, three hours later, Georgia and and, and, uh, Alabama in Atlanta, Georgia number one, Alabama number three, I mean, to me, Alabama has to win to make it to the college football playoff unless they were to lose a very, very close game to Georgia and Michigan were to lose and Cincinnati were to lose. Then I could see Alabama still getting in. But that's the only scenario that I could really see. Cincinnati, uh, number four uh, against number 21, Houston. Then you have Michigan and Iowa, the night game, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. I mean, you think about Michigan – they're a better football team than Iowa. The question is, did they burst their bubble on Saturday with that amazing scene and game in Ann Arbor? You know, no bye week. You got to get right back at it. And, you know, Iowa, they're not chopped liver. You know, they're not they're not great, uh, but they are ranked 13th. Uh, they had that bad home loss, you know, against Purdue. They looked really good early in the year against Iowa State. But Michigan should not lose this game. No way in the world Michigan uh, should lose this game. So, you know, again, you look at these games coming up tomorrow and the Baylor-Oklahoma State game uh, gets us started at 12 Eastern. And then, of course, four hours later. And then the night game, Michigan and Iowa. Also at 4 o'clock Eastern is Cincinnati uh, and Houston. So there you have it, the college football uh, scene, uh, NFL. The best game of the week, in my opinion, is going to be on Monday night with New England at Buffalo. Let me run down the schedule for you. And if you have a lock of the week, an upset of the week, if you want to talk about anything going on in the NFL, uh, we will do it. Uh, The early games have Tampa Bay at Atlanta. uh, Chicago host Arizona. 
The Chargers and Bengals hook up in Cincy. I think that's going to be a very good game. You got the two young quarterbacks going head-to-head with Herbert and Burrow. Minnesota is at Detroit. Uh, The Giants are in Miami to take the Dolphins. Quarterback Daniel Jones has been ruled out for New York. The Jets host Philadelphia. You've got Indy at Houston. Then the late games have Washington at Vegas. Jacksonville takes on the Rams. Pittsburgh is home to Baltimore. San Francisco travels to Seattle. The Sunday night game has Denver at Kansas City. And then the Monday game, again, the best game on the card. Really, you know, when you look when you look at the schedule this week, I think the best games to me are Chargers, Bengals. I think the Denver Kansas City game could be interesting. You know, it's a divisional game. Broncos, they've got the ability. The other games really don't intrigue me that much this weekend. I mean, San Francisco should have no problem beating Seattle. You know, Pittsburgh looks awful. You know, that used to be a great game, maybe the best game for years in the National Football League when Baltimore and Pittsburgh played, right? Rams should easily be able to snap their losing streak at home against Jacksonville. I, I just, there aren't a lot of great games tomorrow. You know, to me, or this weekend, the, the best games are tomorrow uh, in college football. So uh, if you want to talk about that, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will get you uh, right on. Uh, news with the NBA, the Trailblazers have fired their general manager, and president of basketball operations, Neil Olshay. And he was fired after an independent investigation found that he violated uh, what they call the team's code of conduct. They said in a statement, out of respect for those who candidly participated in that privileged investigation, we will not release or discuss it. We are confident that the changes will help build a more positive and respectful working environment. That was today uh, up in Portland. Joe Cronin will serve as the interim uh, general manager. Blazers are looking for a permanent general manager. All right, last night, really an ugly game. I mean, there's no no other way to say that. You, You look at the Cowboys, you look at the Taysom Hill, who tried to play through a finger injury. And, I mean, he did not look good, right? He did not look good. I guess he suffered a ruptured tendon uh, at the tip of his finger. So, but, I mean, again, that you know, Dallas did not look as good as I thought they were going to look last night. I got to be honest with you, you know? I was expecting more out of the Cowboys. I really was. I, I, a win's a win. They're going to win that division. But I thought they would play better. I, I thought they would look better. I was a little surprised. I got to be honest with you. I was a little surprised at how the Cowboys played last night. I thought they would, especially, you know, with four interceptions and, you know, the turnovers the way they were. Uh, I just... I was a little surprised by that. Uh, Bears are going to start Andy Dalton at quarterback on Sunday. Justin Fields uh, is still hurt. You've got uh, Bruce Arians now crying, you know, 
about the vaccination issues in the National Football League because three of his players got caught. It's unbelievable. Worry about your game, would you please? He said today that he believes the uh, NFL needs to take a closer look at other teams. Quote, we've done everything. There's a lot more to that story. I just hope they don't stop looking. Again, Antonio Brown. Three-game suspension with two other players, one that's not currently on the team. Um, He was asked if he, Bruce Arians was asked if there were other issues throughout the league as it relates to uh, the COVID vaccinations. And he said, in the last two years, I don't know if there's been a better team at COVID than we've been. This is a setback because of what happened. But we have done an amazing job, even when the guys, we have never had an outbreak in a position room. So I'm very happy with that part. Well, I wouldn't say that you've done a better job than, you know, anyone else. You know, when you just had three players lie and cheat and you didn't even know about it. All right. So I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. I really don't. I really don't. And I love Bruce Arians, and I love what he stands for. You know, I love his approach. Uh, I really do. I'm a big, I think the guy's great, but, you know, don't w- worry about the Atlanta Falcons, would you please? All right? Worry about the Falcons. You know, I, I got to worry. I, I got to listen to you now, bitch, and complain because you got three players that, you know, broke the rules and cheated. That's what they did. They cheated. They lied. And you're bragging about how great your team's done? No, I don't think so. Yeah, you didn't even know that you had three players that lied and cheated. I mean, I don't call that doing a great job. I don't think it's your fault. You know, I, I, that's for sure. I don't think it's Bruce Arians' fault. You know, Antonio Brown, this seems to be a repetitive pattern of behavior. Right? I mean, I, I can't blame that on Bruce Arians. I really can't. But still, I just it would have been nice to hear this last week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Uh, now you wait until three of your players are found cheating, lying about their vaccination status, and now you talk? That's the part I don't like. You know, you got caught. You got caught with the hand in the cookie jar. Not you personally, but you, you your organization looks bad, and now you want the league to go look at every other team? And you know what? I'm sure there are probably – other players around the league that cheated, that have fake vaccination cards. I, I would I would have to guess that there probably are. And tell me those players aren't shaking in their boots right now, and they should be. I think the three-game suspension is too light. I really do. But I know it's collectively bargained. Um, but, you know, as far as Antonio Brown goes, the guy's a nitwit. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. He's just a he's a, he's a disgrace, and I get I don't understand how he still has a job in the National Football League. I've said that for years. It, it, I don't understand that. You know, I said the same thing about Josh Gordon. How many chances do you get? How many chances do you get? Right? Yeah, you know, I talked about you know Steve Howe when he was playing when he was pitching back in what the seventies. You know, how many chances do guys get? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. All right, if you want to come on and raise your hand, uh, I'll put you on stage with me.
tomorrow, then tell me where that upset is going to be in college football. Where's the upset? Do you think Alabama has a chance? I know they have a chance, but I mean, do you think that they can beat Georgia? I don't. And I I know I should never say that about a Nick Saban coach team, especially if it's Alabama. But I don't see it. I do not see Alabama beating Georgia tomorrow. Like, that would really surprise me. That would really surprise me. I don't know if I would be shocked. You know, I don't know if I could say I would be shocked. But that would really, really surprise me. That would surprise me. I got to tell you, that would surprise me. All right. Would, would it surprise you if Houston beat Cincinnati? I was doing Sean Salisbury's show. or There's no filter show. We Sean Salisbury yesterday. He said he's not going to be shocked or surprised if Houston beat Cincinnati. He thinks they're going to be right in the game. A little bit interesting there. That, that, that surprised me a little bit. I, I don't know that much about Cincinnati. He's watched them play a lot this year, and he said he really likes them. But I did not think at home they would be losing to Houston. I don't think that's going to be that close of a game. Kevin, I'm going to put you on stage. you got to hit your uh, microphone icon at the bottom of your device. And once you do, you'll see a little green light come on. And uh, I will put you on that way. All right. There you go. Kevin, you're on with Grant on Listen App. How are you? Kevin, go ahead. Hello, Kevin. All right. I'm going to put Kevin back in the audience. Kevin, I'm putting you back in the audience. You can try it again. Hit your hand icon, hit your microphone, and we'll get you on. Okay. So try it one more time. And we'll see if we can get you on. If you want to come on as well, just hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will uh, put you on. I want to talk college football. I want to talk about anything else going on in the world of sports. Uh, we will do that. All right. So fire away with your questions. Fire away with uh, your lock of the week, your upset of the week, whether it's in college or. The- Kevin, I just put you on stage again, but you got to hit your microphone. You got to hit that green uh, you got to hit the, there you go. We'll see if you can hear me now. Kevin, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Go. Yep. Go right ahead. What can I do for you? Okay. Um, I'm a longtime Alabama fan, played baseball there. I'm hoping that they have a good weekend, of course, against Georgia. I'm curious to see how the committee is going to do, how they're going to vote if it's a close game and say Georgia, you know, wins by less than a touchdown and it's close with, you know, say three or four minutes left in the game. If, if the committee is going to view that as Alabama has two losses, or are they going to view it like Alabama is one of the only teams that can stay on the field with Georgia in the country? And it'd be interesting to see how the voting goes. That's a great point. I think personally, in order for Alabama to get into the final four with a loss, I think that either Michigan has to lose or Cincinnati has to lose. That to me is the only way. Uh, and, and then maybe, maybe even Oklahoma state to Baylor, I think it's going to be difficult to take a two-loss. And I'm with you, by the way, on that. I think you make a fabulous point. And I'm also rooting for Alabama. And, you know, I've gotten a – I went to my first ever game in Tuscaloosa this year against Ole Miss, and I just had an absolute blast and just loved everything about it. But uh, it's I a great think time a down two there. Or, 
Oh, it was great. It, it, it was it was absolutely fabulous. You know, as you know, you know the Alabama has not looked good this year. I mean, they have not looked good. They barely beat a bad LSU team. They shouldn't have beat Auburn. They were very lucky to win that game. You know, they 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 really for the first three quarters, yeah. Tennessee stayed on the field with them. Um, you know, this is not a typical Alabama team, even though they only have one loss. They're going to have to. And now, you know, if they have you know three key players that may not play tomorrow. Robinson, a tailback, their starting center and a starting defensive back. That could be a real big factor in this game. So, you know, as of yesterday, I read they were questionable. Uh, that's obviously not good. Yeah, I, I don't think they'd be in great shape if all three of those guys are playing. So I agree with you. I've watched – I've been watching them all the time. Um, it, it just seems different this year than in years past. They don't have that dominant defense that they have. And it just seems like – they're, it's not the championship level defense. Right. I think they're. I think they're one of the top four teams in the country, but I don't think they're that that same championship team that they have been. You know what surprises me when I watch their defense? How poor they tackle. Their tackling this year has been terrible. You know, especially in the secondary. You know, I'm really high on Jordan Battle, but I'm seeing him miss tackles. You know, uh, I'm seeing you know a guy. He's he's a better tackler than that. And I'm not. I don't mean to just be singling him out, but there there are too many guys that are missing tackles on that football team. And defensively, when I think of Alabama football, you know, I don't think about sloppy tackling. But it's I, I just I'm not impressed with the way they tackle this year. I, the, and their physicality is just not nearly what it's been in the past. Yeah, I mean everything tells tells you Georgia should win the game, but Saban's still undefeated against every coach he's ever he's ever had. Yep. So yep. You know, Saban's still going to be preparing for the for this game all week long, and he's going to have all the coaches and all the players ready to go. Whether it's enough, I don't know, but it'll be a good game, yep. I think. I, I listen. I, I agree with you there. I think Alabama plays their best game tomorrow. I mean, I really think they'll have their A game. I don't know if their A game right now is good enough to beat Georgia if. If Georgia brings their A game, and if you Georgia, you know, in yeah. Kirby Smart's team, they don't have anything to lose here. My point being, even if they lose, they're going to be in the college football playoff. So, you know, Georgia comes yeah. in. Where's the pressure on them? They don't have to win. If they lose, they're still going to be one of the final four teams with one loss. Yeah, and the, the field doesn't favor either team. I mean, it's in Atlanta, but that's been Alabama's home no. field pretty much for the playoffs long time too so yeah that, the, it's, the it's, location the yeah. location's a non-factor that so, I, you're a great point that doesn't affect that's not an influence in this game in any way shape or form i'm really excited to see the game tomorrow i think it'll be a good one yep thanks man have a great game it. or a great right. day watching the game thank you bye-bye you know again he, he he brought up some kevin brought up some great points he really did and the if, if alabama were to stay close against georgia you know, if the game went down to the wire, then maybe if one of the other teams, whether Michigan or Cincinnati, lost. But then what happens if Oklahoma State's at five and they beat Baylor? I mean, I think Oklahoma State would get in. Then you got Notre Dame that's lurking. So, you know, it's, it's going to be very hard, in my opinion, for Alabama to get in with a loss. It's going to be difficult. I mean, it's going to have to be an overtime loss, you know, a last-second field goal, uh, a last-second, you know, it's going to have to be a close game all the way through. It's going to be – I'll tell you, field position tomorrow is going to be so key. I talked about this with Sean Salisbury yesterday. You know, we don't talk about punters enough. The punters tomorrow are going to have – they're going to be huge because, you know what, it's very difficult – to have long, sustained drives against that Georgia defense. 
they are physical and they are they are very difficult to move the ball up uh, and down the field on so punting tomorrow is going to be at a premium and it's the same thing with Alabama you know they they're going to have to hold Georgia to some three and outs get a few extra possessions and work on a short field you know if they're working from their own 20 15 10 they're going to have a real difficult time scoring on the, against the Bulldogs their defense is too good. They, you know, that's the one thing about Georgia. Their defense, there's no fluke there. It's not like, well, you know, they haven't played. No, 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 no. They've played everyone, all right? And they have pretty much dominated every team that they played. Like, there is no, like, flukiness when you look at Georgia and their defense. I mean, they've only allowed. Now, think about this. I'm going to read you some numbers here. Just to, They have allowed 83 points this year. Okay, how good is that? Alabama, okay, think about this now. Georgia has allowed 83 points. Alabama has allowed 239, okay? All right, give me another team. All right, how about Ole Miss? They're ranked eighth in the country. Ole Miss has allowed 300 points. Georgia has allowed 83 all right, let's go to another ranked team in the SEC. Let's let me pick out Kentucky at 23. They've allowed 265 points. Again, Georgia has allowed 83. What about AM? Well, their defense is pretty good. Probably is the second best defense in the conference. They've allowed 191 points. Georgia has allowed 83. So let's not kid ourselves here. When we talk about moving the football on Georgia, all right? They held Clemson to three points. They held UAB to seven. South Carolina to 13. They shut out Vanderbilt. They shut out Arkansas. They held Auburn to 10. They held Kentucky to 13. They held a Florida offense to seven. Missouri to six. Tennessee scored 17 on them. I mean, come on now. This defense is the real freaking deal. I, I don't see how Alabama's going to score a lot of points on this team. And I know Alabama's offense is good, but it's not great. It's good. It's good. But, you know, Bryce Young is really good. I mean, I, I will say that. He is really, really good. But with, if your starting center's not on the field, oh boy, oh boy. That is a bad way to go into this game tomorrow. That's a bad way to go into this game. It's going to be a listen of all the games. I'm going to be more. I'm going to be really interested probably in this game as much as any, because you know what? It's the Nick Saban factor. It's the fact that Alabama now, nobody thinks that Alabama can win this game. And I really mean that nobody's picking Alabama that I know. When's the last time Alabama played a football game where most people thought that they couldn't win or wouldn't win? Give me just name me a name me a time that happened. Where an Alabama was playing, and we had this conversation. Now, if Bryce Young has a really good game tomorrow, even if he loses and has a really good game, I think that's going to be enough for him to win the Heisman. I really do. So, you know, he had the moment in the Iron Bowl on that amazing drive at the end of the game to get into overtime. Now, He's going against not only the best defense in college football, maybe the best defense ever in college football. 
Seriously. And as far as Georgia goes, if they don't beat Alabama tomorrow, they're never going to beat Alabama. That's just the way it is. I'm talking about Kirby Smart. You don't win tomorrow. You're not, you know, it's not happening. It's not happening. Now, could could Georgia lose tomorrow? And you could have Alabama and Georgia playing the national championship game? Yeah, you sure could. Matter of fact, I would predict that. If Alabama wins tomorrow, I think you will have Alabama will be number one. I think they would leapfrog over Michigan, my opinion. And I think Georgia and Alabama would probably end up playing in the national championship. That's a big if, though. That's a big, big if. All right, if you want to come on, just raise your hand, hit that hand icon, and we will put you uh, right on. Give me a question. You want to talk some NFL football? Again, the big game is Monday night in Buffalo with the Patriots and the Bills. Very intriguing. You got Mac Jones who, uh, listen, you think the 49ers right now would love to have Mac Jones? Do you think the New York Jets would love to have Mac Jones? I'm not saying that Zach Wilson and Trey Lance aren't going to be good. I'm not saying that at all. But we already know Mac Jones is already good. Right? Don't you think that the Jets, if they could do it all over again, would take Mac Jones? And again, I'm not burying Zach Wilson, and I'm not saying he's never going to be good. But you already see that Mac Jones is good. Like, you already see it. Now, as far as Trevor Lawrence goes, I didn't even mention his name. And I and I and I should put Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson in the same category because they both play on horrible teams, and it's not fair to evaluate the quarterback position when you have such bad teams. I mean, and my point is, I don't think he can do it accurately. So I, I didn't even mention Trevor Lawrence, I, and I probably should have because to me, he and Zach Wilson are in the exact same uh, situation. So, again, if you want to hit uh, the hand icon, you come on. We'll talk some football before we wrap up and get you ready for the weekend. Uh, but I I cannot wait uh, for the games tomorrow. I will be parked in front of my television beginning at noon Eastern, and I plan on watching the games uh, all the way through the night. The, the one game that I could see being closer than maybe I expect is that Michigan-Iowa game. I just think it is so difficult to have a game of that magnitude like Michigan did against Ohio State and get yourself that hyped and that ready to go again in a game that you absolutely positively have to win to make it into the college football playoff. That, to me, is going to be the real key. I think that first quarter is going to be very, very interesting. That first quarter tomorrow in that Michigan-Iowa game is going to really tell me a lot. Jay, you're on with Grant on Listen App. How are you, Jay? Yeah, hey, Grant. Doing great. <clears throat> no, I, I agree. I, I As much as I'm rooting for Alabama, I, I, I feel like that the Georgia defense is just going to be too much for Alabama. And uh, and I didn't like the way Alabama looked against Auburn. You know, I, I kind of felt no. like, you know, you know, yeah, they pulled it out, but I, I felt like they sh- that they should have dominated that game for for a team that's trying to win a national championship. Um, it shouldn't have come down to overtime. 
I agree. Uh, absolutely correct. They did not play well at all in that game against Auburn. They were very lucky to win. And yet again, remember, Bo Nix wasn't playing. He's hurt. So you're going against, you know, the number two quarterback for Auburn. And again, I, I don't even know how, I still don't know how Auburn lost that game. But if, if that Alabama team shows up tomorrow, they'll lose by three touchdowns. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I agree with the Michigan game too. I, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Michigan. I'd like. I'd like to see. Uh, you know, Harbaugh's taken so much. So much heat uh, over the over the time that he's been there, and and uh, you know he, he's done decently, but he hasn't been able to win the big game. I'd kind of like to kind of like to see him um, pull that out and have an, have an opportunity to go for the um, championship. I don't think Michigan will be able to to beat Georgia, but I'd like to see him have that opportunity. I'll tell you, there would be a, a lot of sore bodies after that game with how physical Georgia is and how physical Michigan is. That would be, I agree with you, I would love to see a Michigan-Georgia game. I think that would be a fun, fun game to watch. That would be real hard-nosed football. Well, let's see Let's see how it goes. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say about all this next week. Hey, thanks, Jay. Have a great weekend. All right, buddy. Yep, take care. Good stuff right there from Jay. Uh, if you want to get on like Jay, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand. Uh, and as I said, uh, we'll put you right on before we wrap it up for the uh, weekend. But uh, I'll be back, uh, obviously, on Monday. We'll do it all over again, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern, to uh, talk about this weekend. We'll know uh, what the Final Four will be like then. So we'll you know rehash the college football weekend. We'll rehash the NFL weekend and anything else going on in the NBA. And uh, between now and and Monday, I'm sure somebody uh, in the world of sports will be di- doing something stupid uh, that we'll talk about, similarly to what Antonio Brown did and uh, two of his teammates. Uh, you know, it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that on Monday as well. Again, I think Monday night is the big game of the week in the uh, National Football League. You have got uh, the college football, though, this particular weekend takes center stage. I don't think there's any question about that. You know, your best games are the games that are being played uh, tomorrow. Maybe Oklahoma State and Baylor, you know, that may very well be the best game in college football tomorrow. There's not a big difference, in my opinion, between those two teams. Uh, I I could see that game being very, very close. Uh, I'm really excited uh, to watch that game because I think that is going to be maybe the most competitive game. And as I said, you know, Alabama's going to have to play a near-perfect game. They're going to have to play a near-perfect game to beat Georgia because Georgia is not a fluke. They're, maybe they're not great offensively, but when you when you play an entire season and you play in the SEC and you only allow, what, 83 points is what I said, or 86, but less than 90, that's some big-time football. I mean, that is absolutely some big-time football. Yeah, you can't make that stuff up. Plain and simple. All right. So I get you ready for the weekend. I hope you all have a fabulous weekend. I really appreciate you listening here on Listen App and uh, stay safe this weekend. Enjoy it. And I'll be back Monday at three o'clock right here. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.